0: We came for salvation, we came for family, we came for all that's good, that's how we'll walk away. Aloha and welcome to the Christmas edition of the Layman's Lounge podcast, a ministry of thelaymanslounge.com where we exist to bring everyday theology to encourage Christians for everyday life. I'm Jason Estopinal. I'm a business process analyst and a YWAMer in Kona, Hawaii. And on the other line is a friend of the show, Dr. Richard Mao. Meleke Kaleke Maka, Dr. Mao. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm, I'm great, Jason. Good to,
0: good to be with you today. Thank you. We're talking today about the human project that is Christmas carols. Um, Dr. Mao is steeped in hymns and carols. Heck he's silly with them. That is a no brother. We're out there. Quote. Um, (laughs) uh, he is co-author of wonderful works of life hymns in American Protestant history and theology. And, uh, he wrote the forward to a helpful book called 28 carols to sing at Christmas. He's also got, um, a post on first things from 2015 on like frosty, the snowman and Rudolph the red nose reindeer. Very good. Um, (laughs) Uh, he's a champion you guys he is a champion of carols and hymns it doesn't matter if it's mid-july if dr Mao's is getting interviewed or writing on like literally any topic you're gonna get a line from a carol or a hymn it's it's gonna happen so i've even read guys dr Mao, who i know read you and they're quoting carols and hymns and sometimes they're quoting the ones that you often quote and i'm not gonna lie i've totally um I'm totally doing that too. Just because it's helpful, it's helpful currency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, if Dr. Mao speaking, you're, you'll you'll probably hear the Kuiper Square Inch quote, or the O Little Town of Bethlehem compelling line of the hopes and fears of all the years are met in uh, are met in thee tonight. So, Dr. Mao, why was that? the line that you decided to get tattooed on your back? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a great line because
1: it really uh, points to the cosmic significance, or I want to say the universal human significance of the birth of the Messiah. Uh, You know, we people can say, well, you know, Christianity has been sort of Americanized or it's been westernized, and it doesn't really fit into a Zambian culture or a Thai culture. But the fact is that uh, what that what that wonderful line tells us is that that there are hopes and fears in human beings wherever we find them, in jum- jungle compounds and urban slums, and uh, the the offices at Wall Street. Uh, and even in Hawaii, uh we're we're, we're we're really looking at human beings in their in their deepest hopes and fears, and uh, you know there's been a lot of emphasis in recent theology and recent mission that we need to contextualize the gospel, and that means we need to bring a gospel the gospel to specific contexts, and sometimes that even gets into a kind of marketing thing where we, we kind of create a gospel that we think people want <laughs> or right. that they, they need. And uh, what that carol says is no, there's something deeper, something that speaks to their, to their deeper hopes and fears right. as human beings and that when we dig down, uh, we, we find something universal there. We find something in the deep places of every human soul. And uh, you know, you get somebody like Saint Augustine who said, You know, you created me for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee, you know. And that means African hearts and Hawaiian hearts and uh, Cambodian hearts and, and whatever. So that uh, there's something profound about that. And I think the larger issue, Jason, is also that uh, Christmas does have a kind of general appeal. Uh, where we can talk about hopes and fears that no other holy day has. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, how many how many Easter hymns are there? Well, you, <laughs> know, you, can, you know, up from the grave he and and the like, or cross uh, Good Friday hymns. You know, Jesus mm-hmm. shed his blood. Uh, but you don't hear those in Macy's. Uh, you don't hear those in Starbucks. Wow. Uh, but you can be walking into a Starbucks and overhead you can hear hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king, you know, and there's something about Christmas music that that does have that more general appeal and you're not getting a lot of people initiating lawsuits against the imposing their religion on us, you know, it's, a part, it's become a part of the culture. Now, we hear a lot of complaints about that. And, well, it's the commercialization of Christmas and all the rest, but I think, in a profound sense, there's also something we can think of as the Christmas vacation of commerce <laughs> and and that is that there that there are times uh as a kid in a in a in a in a store or people uh sort of browsing on Amazon and they see something that they really want that what they really want there has to do with the need for security, the need for joy, the, mm. the need for connect connectedness. And uh, Christmas speaks to those more general things. And so there's a kind of Christmas joy that we, we we see at work in families outside of the Christian community or outside of any
0: religious community. So good. How, um, at the Mao household, <laughs> when is it anathema to, Start Christmas music, and when can it officially kick on?
1: (laughs) Oh, it it all depends. I mean, you know, I frankly, I mean, if you really want to date it, it's about now. I mean, you know, we're (laughs) into people are talking about Advent, and we're in Christmas, and we just got some Christmas decorations, uh, and the music should go with that,
0: and uh, yeah, so it's about now. I, I. what's your go-to who's your go and i'm gonna tell you right now mine's amy grant tender tennessee christmas that's that is my jam i remember i grew up on that and uh i thought i thought everyone else grew up on that and so i started collecting vinyl records and i'm like i'm gonna buy that and i thought for sure it'd be like 90 bucks because i thought everyone listened to it and it was rare it was like two dollars and 99 cents so i got it what about you what's what's your go-to
1: Oh, man, I, I you know, I'm a lot older than you, Jason. I got to say Perry Como. Yeah. I mean, I was raised on that, that 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 smooth voice of Perry Como and you'd be walking through a shopping mall and you'd hear him singing over the over the speaker system. And uh, you know he could do a little bit of I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, a Frank Sinatra too. But you know very often it was a whole little town of Bethlehem. And 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 it's kind of a shock to the system, Jason, when you when you're in a secular context, and and all of a sudden you hear he comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. You know. Mm. And you want to stop, and you want to yell to the people around you. Did you just hear that? <laughs> as far as the curse is found, and, and there's just something wonderful about that. And and I I'm I'm glad they play that in Starbucks and in, uh, uh, yeah, I mean not, not many of us go to shopping malls
0: anymore. But uh, that's yeah, it's true. Do yeah. do you, Doctor you, Mao? Do you think like some um. I feel like just some some grouchy haters, maybe even Christian grouchy haters, might say, Oh, this is um, Carols are steeped in um, at, at at worst, they are um, they're secular or something, or they they are tied to consumerism. And at best they might say, Oh, they're just sentimental n- nostalgia looking back to the golden era of the 50s you have any thoughts to that yeah you know
1: i i i mean i, I think that's really superficial kind of critique it's it, again it's hard to hear he comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found you know no yeah. more let sin and sorrows rain or thorns infest the ground i mean the profound sense of the environment that uh, Jesus died uh, not just for for your sins and mine, but be, but for thorns. Wow! Uh, for relations between the the bear and the lamb. You know. Wow! I mean, this is a profound. Wherever the curse is found, and uh, I I think it's pretty superficial to see that as. Uh, Oh, just the commercialization. In fact, when you say secular, and, and you know, you've know, you read me on this, but I want to say even something like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which is uh, certainly a commercialization without any, any explicit religious content, but mm. when you think of the parallels there, that uh, it's a night of darkness, and they're looking for light to guide them through the darkness, you know? And, and the despised one, the one that everybody looked down on, will go down in history uh, because he, wow. he, he was the light that lit the way. And you see something like what, what, what C.S. Lewis would call a redemptive analogy there. Mm-hmm. You know? it, it, there's a weird sort of way in which Rudolph is, in a sense, a, a type of Christ. This is a secular version of the good news that, that the one who you want to despise uh, is actually the one who will show the way. and will... Now, this, the silly part, of course, is a, a, a nose, you know, a glowing <laughs> nose. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and I want to say, here's this amazing line that I don't, I've never heard anybody else talk about this, but, but I have, a Frosty is a snowman. I'll be back someday, he says. Wow. You know? He leaves the little children. <laughs> and uh, they 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 wanted the miracles. They, mm. they, they 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 you know, and 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 he says, I'm 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 melting away, but don't be afraid, because I'll be back.
0: You know? Oh my gosh.
1: And there's that kind of hope of something in the future that even in a silly little song like that there's something about people yearning for a better day yearning for something to happen that will transform life and uh,
0: yeah really compelling we're never going to be able to listen to those songs those two songs again without hearing that and and i thank you for that but it kind of it brings me to this question you know that there's that redempt i forgot the verbiage you use of a sort of a redemptive analogy but what about like like I love that song like silver bell you know if I can't find a redemptive analogy is there is there any good to singing about chestnuts and silver bells and it just makes me feel warm and fuzzy but I'm yeah. not at that point I'm not thinking about like King Jesus yeah no I think you know there's something uh. uh
1: I mean, you can find the. You, there's almost like circles here, Jason. You get Christmas carols with profound theological points. Although I, I do want to say there's one piece of bad theology in Christmas carols. Uh, I'll get to the, your question in a minute, but I, I need to say this. In a way in the manger, they say, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. You know? uh. I want to say that baby cried. I mean, he really had to cry because mm. he he came to know what it's like to be one of us and if his diaper was soiled he cried you know yeah. if he wanted milk he cried mm. and there was no little superman suit inside the swaddling clothes you know this wasn't he wasn't lying there saying oh the shepherds are about to show up now and, <laughs> and he was a hopeless baby and that's very much a part of the helplessness of the manger points us ahead to the helplessness of the cross, you know? mm. Mm. And it's all of, all the peace. But now, so you get the, I mean, and and I want to say I sing that anyway. And I, I want to say this to the people listening: it's okay to sing it. Just don't don't get carried away with that one <laughs> theological point, you know. Good. But but there are these circles. And uh, you get profound theology in Christmas carols. You get these redemptive analogies, and something like Rudolph lighting the way, or Frosty the Slowman, I'll be back, uh, and, and that has to be miraculous, of course, because he's melting away. Yeah, <laughs> but, but there's a third circle, and it has a lot to do with being home, you know. And and there's something wonderful about that that. At Christmas, for some reason, more than Valentine's Day, more than Easter, more than Mother's Day. I mean, it it points us to, to, to home and security and safety. And there's something wonderful about those chestnuts by the roast, you know, roasting on the fire. And there's something wonderful to hear Elvis saying, "I'll be home for Christmas," <laughs> you know, uh, or "I'll see you in my dreams." There's there's some there's a yearning there for a safe place, for a place of warmth, of, of identif- identifying who I am, relationships that are that are binding and lasting, and that we're missing that in our culture. So it's very interesting in a culture of um, the breakdown of those domestic values, of family values and like, that people are still hearing songs about wanting to be home, you know, with loved ones sitting before a fireplace. And and I think as Christians we need to say, isn't that great, that 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 even non-Christians on Christmas Eve sometimes experience just a little something of what the gospel has to offer in a much more splendid way and that is security of being home being safe belonging those kinds of themes
0: so good i'm gonna during the i'm gonna uh, edit this part out but i have to go move my daughter do you hear her do you hear her pushing that little book with all the songs in the background
1: no i don't know <laughs> she's got
0: we got we got out all the christmas stuff and you know there's those books you push the button and it's just blasting in the back one second
1: oh well, let's leave her on man should we
0: let it ride <laughs>
1: no sure <laughs> all right. yeah, you're great i'm glad your daughter they, we're, this stuff is a should be a part of her life that's great good all right what's her I name love
0: you, man <laughs> so what's her name the deal with oh come O come emmanuel yeah. that one that's the one that gets me by by all my feelers and my throat what can you can you unpack that song what it means to you i don't know if you know the background behind it or anything
1: no no i really on that one i don't know although it's very familiar and obviously it's uh it's the god with us theme it's the incarnation theme that we you know emmanuel that uh, we're longing to have god with us And Mm. we're longing for ransom. There's a wonderful image there of Mm. uh, doing something for our sins. That it's not just, well, let's get together and have a nice time with Emmanuel. But that he's got to come to ransom us. uh, Mm. And there's a longing there for peace and for justice and for Mm. righteousness. That uh, I think you're right. It does speak to us in in very deep ways. It's interesting. There was a, a lovely book that was written a couple of decades ago. Uh, called uh, Finding God at Harvard, mm. and uh, there's a story in there about a a rabbi uh, who went to study at Harvard, and uh, people talked him into going to the Messiah to to hear. And of course, as a as a rabbi, he he uh, he, he wasn't into Jesus is the Messiah, you know, but. Uh, he said that, that, that in spite of his Jewish objections to the Christianization of uh, of all of those Hebrew Scripture themes, that he found something deeply moving and deeply satisfying about those those expressions of the mess- messianic coming of Jesus, and I I do think there's. Once again, I want to say there's something about the incarnation, about the celebration of the incarnation, Emmanuel, God with us, hmm. uh, that I think goes beyond. Um, it, 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 it reaches into hearts that aren't open to the gospel in any explicit way. Hmm. Uh, but the, the and, and I think it's a, a wonderful time for just uh, witnessing on our part, to people, to say, "I'm with you on this. It's just great that you want to have, you want to be home for Christmas. That wow. that you want to give for Christmas, uh, and not just receive." But uh, uh, I, I want to tell you how how all of that for me is grounded in the story of Christmas. You know, of, mm-hmm. uh, of a true story of what happened at Christmas. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dr. Mel, for always just showing the, I don't know the right word, the, the, the breadth and the length, as, as far as the curse is found of the gospel, you know, I, I always appreciate that from you. Um, If you were to curate a playlist, what, what, what are the main um, carols and Christmas songs? Like what are the main ones that you're going to have there that, that hit you the most? Well, I think joy to the world is,
1: for me, profound and, and you know, I, I, I find images in there that even that idea that no more let thorns uh, abound, you know. Right. Uh, no more let sin and sorrow abound, nor thorns infest the ground. Mm. And we have Jesus wearing the crown of thorns, you know. And wow. there, there's something powerful, I think something to be explored there. that imagery is is very rich and when you go back to uh uh the story of the fall that there are going to be weeds and thorns and there's going to be pain and childbirth and there's going to be and then joy to the world far as the curse is found you know even in the the non-human creation uh something wonderful is going to happen and I, i i so joy to the world to me is is probably the most power power you know I mean let the nations prove you know you and I are, are you know we we're not promoting a left-wing gospel but we do believe Jesus is Lord and king you know yeah. and and this is the king of the nations the the one before whom every knee will bow and uh, that's profound stuff so I think joy to the world Um, I love Old Little Town of Bethlehem because it's uh, taking this this little insignificant town and saying, in this place, the hopes and fears of all the years mm-hmm. were, were addressed. And uh, and I, I really like a, land, a, a way in the manger. I, I think it's, uh, apart from that one line, <laughs> it's just that, you know, when I was raised on the we before i went to sleep every night you know i was raised to pray now i lay me down to sleep i pray the lord my soul to keep mm. and and here's the the children singing um uh, about uh, be near me lord jesus uh, as i sleep wow and uh, if i do die take me to heaven to be with you you know there's something wonderful about that yeah. so uh i'd i'd put that one in there and uh and obviously, you we you know you and I can't just sit and sing it. But the the the, the Hallelujah Chorus from the Messiah. You know? Oh yeah. But let me ask you, what's what's your, what's your Amy Grant list? I mean, what do you what, what, if you could only listen to one Amy Grant uh,
0: of, on a Christmas record, what would it be? Oh man, thanks. Hey, thanks for asking. It's for sure. I don't even know what it's called. I think it's called Tennessee Christmas. I know that's the name of the album, but she's like, I know there's more snow in Colorado than my rooftops will ever see. But a tender Tennessee Christmas is the only Christmas for me. (laughs) I mean, I'm from California, I live in Hawaii. Um, I don't know, you know why that song though? It's it's because my family, that was the song. It's pretty, it's just nostalgic. I think it's just nostalgic. And she has a pretty voice, I mean. Yeah, I think I think that'd be the one. But with my family right now, it's, you know, we're trying to celebrate Advent and it's O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, because. You know, because you could you, you speak of the that first coming and then we also look forward to that second coming, you know, because there's like yeah. I think those things are really stirring but anyways, thanks for asking me. Thanks for that Amy Grant shout out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> get a lot of love right now. I, I got yeah. just a few more random questions as we close down. Um, How come, no, I mean, how come like we, we can't ride them like we used to? How come, like, why are the songs like earliest 50 years old and some are hundreds of years old? With the exception of Wham! Last Christmas, of course. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I, I do think, you know,
0: uh, my predecessor as
1: president of Fuller Seminary, David Allen Hubbard, we, he loved hymns and we used to talk about hymns because we had a similar, we, we paid a lot of attention together to the words of them. Hmm. And he once said, hymns are the compacted theology of the Christian community in poetic form. It's, it's the theological memory of the church in poetic form and i think the underlying issue jason today is that we've lost a lot of that memory you know mm. uh that we 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 i mean I, I i love some of the praise songs and i think some of them are are better than they are often uh, people who make generic comments you know just a lot of repetitious stuff but there's there's a lot of psalms put to music and like and of course um, and i take my stand you know in christ alone mm. uh, there are some wonderful newer ones but there hasn't been a lot on uh, on the incarnation on nativity you know mm. and um, I I I think that's that's one of the reasons why we keep going back to the old stuff because there isn't a lot of uh, new stuff, and uh, I think it's it's a challenge to a younger generation of people who are beginning to return to a historical memory of the church to uh, begin thinking of new ways. I mean, in, in Christ alone has a good incarnational verse to it, you know. That he was a baby and he was born mm. and uh, and I think also making the connections the, the Catholics have this wonderful tradition that they call the uh, the contemplation of the infant Jesus and and they'll say you know the wood of, the wood of the manger is an anticipation of the wood of the cross you know yeah. uh, and, and they, they, they see things the tears of the baby, are in anticipation of the tears of the Savior who's crying out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken? Mommy, where are you? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken? You know, they, they see those connections. And there's a richness of imagination there, theological imagination, spiritual imagination that I think we've been missing recently. And that's why it's important for guys like you working with YWAM to. Uh, Get a whole new generation of students thinking about these mm. these things and it would be great just to get the young people together and go over some of the old christmas carols and say what, what is it that speaks to you here is there anything here that uh, really gets into your heart that uh, really evokes a kind of sense of wonder and amazing at what god has done mm.
0: thank you so much just my last question for you um you know, that line, let every heart prepare him room. And I know for those of us who, who love the things of God, and we don't want Christmas to sort of rush by, by the way, I love that. I just read this Christmas is a, it's not like a one-time event, right? It's a season. I just love that. We get a month to just get awesome on Christmas, but how, how have you and how have Carol's helped you to to not i don't know how to explain it i i just i want to slow down and i want to look to god and um, in gratitude but so often i'm um you know i'm i'm looking at all these other things but I, I really want to be intentional about about having gratitude or i don't really quite know how to explain it do you follow what i'm saying and do you have any thoughts
1: yeah, yeah. well i think um, you know, you talk about your, your, your daughter there. I mean, I, I do think that um, some of our earliest spiritual understanding uh, comes with things that we're taught to sing, you know? Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. That's pretty profound. Mm. And uh, be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask and I pray, you know, mm. close by me forever. Uh, these are, these are, 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 are wonderful uh, gener- generational thing. We can still sing them when we're old, but we can sing them when we're five years old and four years old, and that's a good thing. And uh, I do think that uh, there's something about the, the music that there the, are the, the people who learn things in their childhood uh, that they, they, they sort of set aside, but then when they're dying, they're, they, these songs <laughs> become wow. uh, profound to them. And so I, I think part of it has to do with the music of, of the believing community, uh, yeah. the poetic imagination of the believing community, the collected memories in, in poetic form.
0: Wow. And uh, that's what we need to be working on preserving. Thank you so much, Dr. Mao um is there what can we us listeners as soon as this ends we we just pray for you real quick what can we pray for you and your family and what what would you um what would you encourage us to pray as this podcast ends and we just pause it real quick as we approach Christmas
1: yeah well I think we're going obviously we're going through uh, a unique time in many of our lives uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty pretty well up there, but I can't remember a time in my eighty years that we've had anything quite like this, with this quarantine and a, a fear of a spreading pl- plague and all of the 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 fears and and that's too where the hopes and fears yeah. of all the years uh, come into it, and that he as far as the curse is found, the curse of this plague, this this virus, uh, uh, that he's, he's conquered o- over that. And, and we don't ultimately have to be afraid. Wow. Uh, and I, I do think, though, that that many, many people, many good people, um, are experiencing times of loneliness, times of fear, times of uh, not feeling connected uh, to other people. And uh, I think we need to pray that this Christmas season will be a time when people experience the hope of the gospel, that uh, somehow the joy of, of, of Christmas will come through, but it will also awaken our yearning for a deeper uh, relationship uh, with God through Christ and the power of the spirit. And uh, I think that's what we need to be praying for. That's what I'm, I would pray. I don't. I don't know you that well, but I would pray that for you and your family, uh, that uh, this during these strange and uh, un, un, uncharted paths that we're on right now, that uh, somehow. Christmas will get through to us and will remind us about uh,
0: what it's like to be home. Dr. Mao, Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to
1: you. Thank you so
0: much. We came for salvation. We came for family. We came for all that's good. That's how we'll walk away. We came to break the bad We came to cheer the sad We came to...